Well, our first guest this morning is a local man. Uh, he is very well known throughout the world, not just alone in Ireland or Scarif or Drewsburg, where he's from. And he is a young man who has made a great name for himself in the acting industry. Frank, Frank Blake, you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you very happy to be on thank you for having me uh, you're you're very kind and you've been very helpful in uh, organizing this interview you couldn't do the interview live so we're pre-recording this just in case anybody is listening frank may i start really um, at the beginning i suppose why did you choose to become an actor i'm not too sure of that myself <laughs> uh right uh I think it was just always something maybe in the back of my mind I knew I had an interest in, but um, I suppose there wasn't so much of an outlet growing up in Tim Graney and Scarif and the surrounds for it at the time. Now, I'm sure I could have gone into Ennis or Limerick and done drama clubs there or weekend things, but um, yeah, I think... I'm not sure, really. I suppose we come from a an area of storytelling, somewhat. So yes, maybe that's, and, and drama uh, too, really. That, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Well, to be honest, I suppose the the drama festival in Scarif is probably something that had a big influence on me. Yes, so I would have been there. Yeah, every year and going to nearly all of the shows. Nancy O'Holler, my neighbour, used to bring me all of them. So yeah, I, well, I think I have a lot to thank her for, really. Yeah, and you didn't have far to travel. Cross the road. <laughs> I didn't. No, no. Were you interested? Dark coming home at night. Yeah. Were you interested in um, uh, the musicals in school in Scarif Community College? Yeah, when we had the chance to do them, uh, I did. So I think in transition year, I think I did um, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, so, very good. Uh, there weren't, I think you have school musicals now, whereas they were the community musicals back then. That's so right, yes. They let mm. a few a few young lads um, jump around in the back. So yeah. I got to nail Jesus onto the cross, which was Oh, that, was a, big, that was a big one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, you're, I think you're being very modest, actually, Frank, because from where I'm looking at from the outside, you did have plenty of options. I mean, your family is steeped in, in horses and show jumping, and apparently you're a mean rider. And uh, you write, and you're a singer. So, I mean, you could have chosen any one of those um, careers, really, could you? I suppose I, I could have, yeah, yeah. I had an interest in going in, into um, the show jumping side of things for a while. Yeah. Um, but I think I just, yeah, I just for whatever reason lost interest there. Um, I went to university to to study drama in NUIG and I still hadn't really done a lot of acting up to that point. And then that's where I really got into it. I, I was doing, um, I was spending a lot more time in the drama society there than I was in yeah. lectures. Right. I suppose they caught the bug there. Yeah, there's a bug, isn't it? It's a bug, really. Yeah, but of course, yeah. you 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 didn't lick that uh, kind of artistic bent from the ground either. Of course, your grand aunt is uh, the famous Edna, and I'm sure she must have had a great influence on you. Yeah, yeah, she did. She would have been around a lot when I was growing up, and yeah. um, I suppose it was definitely an 
artistic inspiration in the family um and i suppose is a is a figure of or inspiration in the fact of she's someone from the area who did it on the world stage so oh absolutely you know, i suppose there's a an element of someone who can think i'm from a little village i probably can't do that uh did you think that she paved the way no no uh, thankfully not <laughs> Uh, you have had a lot of success in your acting careers to date, and you're a very young man. I'm thinking of all the things that I'm most familiar with are the TV series now, you know, Game of Thrones and uh, Normal People and uh, Cherry and lots of them. I'm not so familiar with the films you've made. Uh, well, it's mostly TV work yeah. I have done, to be honest. Um I haven't done many feature films. Okay. And uh, it would have been mostly theatre as well. Yes. Theatre is probably something I I prefer doing. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. You've done a lot of theatre, as far as I can see, and it's it's a nicer genre for you, is that right? Yeah, I suppose you have more agency um, over what you're doing as as an actor in theatre. TV is really rewarding when you're doing great to be like normal people especially yeah you know the writing is good the people you're working with are great so that does feel like you know something a bit more what you're used to doing as an actor whereas in theater it's just you on stage for you know two hours or whatever with the audience and it's kind of uh yeah it's a a great journey to go on every night yes and 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 each night is always slightly different isn't it you learn a little more each night, I think, about your character, about the people around. I, I maybe I'm wrong, but am I right? Uh, would you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, if you're if you're doing it right, that's that's the way it should be going. And um, thankfully, as I've gone on further in my career, like you get, you might get to do a play for a couple of months or something. Yeah. As opposed to for a, week. a run, and it's only I find only after a few weeks you're really settling into the rhythm of something and getting brave enough to try something different that's, every night yeah that's I, I think that's true i'm going to ask you something now uh, uh, frank um like there must have been a lot of people in the uh theater studies with you who were talented i don't know whether if they're as talented as you yeah. but i mean why what is it that somebody saw in you that made you the actor that we see now on the screen. I mean, do you think it's your own talent, which is there? Is it ambition? Is it confidence? Is it your background? Is it whatever? What do you think it is? Luck? It's uh, it's a, a little dose of every one of those, right. especially luck, I think. Um, yeah, so... I would have. I didn't actually finish in NUIG. I dropped out after a year to go to a, a drama school in Dublin called the Lear Academy. Yes, that's right. And, Trini- uh, that's attached was, to Trinity, was, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and there was sixteen of us in that year, and I remember auditioning first. And it's it's kind of it's almost like the Hunger Games, the last auditions. And I remember watching everyone do their last monologues and going, "My God, like I can't." I can't possibly keep up with these guys. And those are only the people auditioning. They weren't even the people who got into the final course. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they see in you, but whatever it is, I'm glad they did. And 
I suppose for me anyway, hard work and ambition have been the things uh, I value the most or whatever. You know, hard work, working hard is something you can control. All the other yes. things are a bit more out of your control. So yeah. I've always tried to get the head down at least. Well, you're you're succeeding. Uh, now I'm going to ask Eleanor to, to jump in there if she'd like to ask you something. Good morning, Frank. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I, I think this morning's show, you know, is all about um, inviting people like you to narrate uh, the journey that you've made and what kind of characteristics and what attributes have helped you along the way. And I, I noticed that you said, you know, hard work is something that's controllable. I wonder if I can ask you about the whole idea of uncertainty. You know, I'm sure that part of um, your work um, entails moments and times of uncertainty. You know, when will the next job happen and, and what that's like for you and how do you, you know, manage it and cope with it? Yeah, there's so much uncertainty in this line of work and it's something I've learned to manage uh, better and better every year I hope um, and one of our uh, teachers in college he said the best thing an actor can have is resilience and I really think yeah that's that's one of the most important things you, you can have because there's just so much uncertainty like last year for example, I barely worked. And this year, thankfully, I've worked plenty. And then it might be the same next year. I mightn't work at all. But it's just it's that kind of resilience and long-term thinking of that can um, that can get you through these things. But I suppose it's it's knowing that you you believe in yourself when when the times are tough or when times are lean. You're not working. You believe that you will work and you're on a more long-term journey than just, you know, not working for a few months or whatever that is. Okay. So that idea of the, the resilience. And I wonder, you know, is, is the uncertainty fearful? Are there any good things about uncertainty? Because I think just in terms of, you know, people's lives in general and, you know, that we know on a macro level with climate change and so many much flux, you know, in the world. Could you even point out some of the good things about those downtimes that you had, we'll say last year when, yeah, yeah. you know, the work wasn't there? I certainly can, yeah. Um, writing is something I've always kind of had an interest in, but, you know, just a passing interest. And then... During COVID, when there was a bit of a, a rug pull and there was suddenly no work at all at all, um, I was kind of thinking, right, what am I going to do? So I turned my focus towards that for a little while. Um, and I, I wrote a short film that I then got a director involved in who was a friend of mine. And we got some funding to make that. And we actually made that at the end of 2020. And it was... It did pretty well. It got nominated for some awards and an IFTA award and things like that and kind of gave me a push towards that. And since then, I've written, a, I've written a couple other feature film scripts and we've got funding to do 
one of them or develop one of them, which I'm hoping to shoot next year. So it kind of, that uncertainty, rather than wallowing in it, you can, I suppose, try and reinvent yourself or um, exercise some other muscle. Yeah, interesting. So the kind of the idle hands piece. So you're you're telling us this morning that while the rest of us were just kind of baking buns during COVID, <laughs> that you were and banana bread, <laughs> that that you were writing, um, and and congratulations uh, on the success of that. Um, I, I made plenty of banana bread as well. <laughs> but you have to say it's not as good as ours because we're, we're going to feel we're going it's, to we're going to feel very bad. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely not. That. There's plenty of idle time. Yeah, Frank, uh, you talked there about your writing, and um, I mentioned it earlier. I suppose, as I said before, you didn't lick that from the ground. Um, I mean, that must be in your DNA. The the writing. Did you enjoy that? The writing part. I did, yeah. I found it. Um, it's very rewarding at the end when the thing is out there, the thing is finished, you're getting made. But the actual kind of the beginning of the process is very the nuts and bolts. Uh, I find it, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very solitary and it's, yeah. it's it's quite lonely and it it is a solo practice. But um, yeah, I guess that's. That's the tough part of it. Yeah, well, when when it's been acknowledged, then it must be wonderful uh, satisfaction because it's entirely your your piece, you know. Like yeah, it's all your yeah. work. It was, really. It's really rewarding. Yeah, so that's where the yeah, talent I comes the first in. Day on se- it is, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you remember the first day on set? Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, I was just saying. The first day on set after after writing that, um, you know, you, you start something in your at your desk in your bedroom, and then uh, a year later or whatever, you're standing on set and there's cameras rolling and there's a crew there. Uh, that's the reward, I suppose. Yeah, it must be a great feeling. Of all the TV um, series you made, uh, Frank, which one is your favourite? Uh, well, I suppose it would have to be normal people. That was really amazing thing to be part of. Um, not not even actually for the you know the massive success it was. It was just the making of it was such a joy, and yeah. we were all kind of friends before that. And just to get to make something of that quality with your mates yeah. and an amazing director such as Lenny and uh, all the other people that were involved. Yeah. That was just such a pleasure. Yeah, and it was so also very credible, and you were all the same age, and you know, you brought us, you drew us all into, you all drew us all into the story, and it, you could just see it happening. Uh, I mean, I found it uh, a really wonderful series, and very well done for your part in that. Um, yeah, I I mm. didn't watch Cherry, uh, but I think it must be a fine piece of work, is it? I haven't seen it now. I just looked at a trailer when I was doing a little bit of research. Yeah, it was quite a it was a quite a big budget thing. Something I I uh, hadn't really done before. I am a very blink and you'll miss me part of it, but it was 
uh, an exciting thing to be part of for sure. Yeah, well, blinking or not, if you're not in it, you, nobody nobody can blink, and 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 if you're not in it, even if you blink and not see somebody, you have to be in it anyway. So listen, Frank. Frank, sorry, I was just going to ask. Um, you know the things that you know now that you didn't know when you nailed Jesus to the cross on that stage in Scarif. I wonder if you could just share some of those in terms of, of you know, the boy that you are then and, and what you know about yourself now. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's going deep now. Um, I suppose, I think, I think uh, a thing we both share, both versions of myself there is, uh, is that kind of drive to do something I don't think I knew then that I would definitely, definitely become an actor, but I knew it was something I was really interested in. And I knew if it was something I pursued, I would have to go uh, feet first into it and throw everything behind it. And sometimes I do think back to that. If I'm, maybe if I'm feeling a bit, lazy or I'm um, not motivated in, uh, in approaching something now I think back to like when I was 15 or 16 and how I would feel to have the opportunity in front of me now um, and think what would what would that young fella think of me um, and or what would he think of how I'm approaching this you know, yeah, I think that's a good reminder sometimes. Okay, and thank you, and and I suppose to to save you from the depths that I I've pushed you into and and the hard question, I just wonder. I've often fancied you know a trip on the red carpet, and and I suppose even talking to you, I kind of want to own a bit of my own envy. So just maybe to kind of reassure me, I wonder if if I could ask you, like, do you still do your own laundry? I do, yeah, yeah. It's all hanging up around me here now. Okay. <laughs> and do you still fly Ryanair? <laughs> I do, yeah, yeah. As, it's, as tall as I am, you, you, I still do. Do you ever get the, the seats with the extra leg room? No, no, I'm, I'm down the back beside the toilets. <laughs> okay. And finally, do you ever have to go and get a takeaway because you're just too tired at the end of the day to cook dinner and nobody's taking you out to a fancy restaurant? <laughs> I think you got the wrong end. I think you you think you're interviewing DiCaprio <laughs> here or something. We're, uh, we're, greatly, we're greatly reassured and my envy is, is back soothed again. Yeah. I have one yeah. last question for you, um, uh, Frank. Um, what What is your ambition for the future? Is there something that you have in front of you that you'd love to perform in or a part that you'd love to play or that you hanker after or a film that you'd love to be in or what? To be honest, I'm, I'm just, I'm really satisfied with where I am. I'm very content with the work I'm doing this year in particular, I've been lucky enough to work on four or five things that have just been green jobs and really, just really, really good writing. And I think that's that's the thing I'd, I'd hope to always go after and be a part of is really good writing. Mm-hmm. That comes from the theatre a lot, so I guess I'm looking to go back to the theatre 
sometime soon. But yeah. just as long as I can keep working with good people, good writing, I'm happy. That's great. Um, is there something in the last year that you've said that you've done that you particularly would like to tell us about? Uh, I I think I'm I'm bound not to, unfortunately. Oh, you'd have I, to shoot I us if you told to. us, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully. Well, listen. Oh, look, thanks. We'll be back on again. Talk. Yeah. About them. We'll let you go now. I'm so appreciative of your putting yourself out to talk to us. The very, very best of luck in your future career. I know it will be very positive and wonderful. So thank you very much from Scarf Bay Community Radio. Thank you. Yeah. Pleasure. Bye-bye now. Well, that was a most interesting interview with Frank Blake and we're, we appreciate that he came, took time to uh, talk to us on uh, Wednesday last. He couldn't uh, take part in the programme this morning, so we appreciate that. By the way, we're going out this morning back on FM 88.3 and 92.7 FM and it's great to be back, isn't it, Jim? Great to be yeah, back, yes, yeah. So now Eleanor and um, Marianne, have you comments on, on Frank's interview or what the thrust of our programme is going to be this morning? Well, I suppose um, we've kind of moved along in terms of looking at this whole idea of human, I suppose, potential, the journey that each one of us takes in our lives. Um, and I, I think... L- the idea of listening to people's stories and how they narrate the the journey of their lives, um, the roads diverging, um, the moments that have made a huge difference, whether they're moments of adversity or moments of opportunity. Um, and I suppose the more I think about the experiences the more I strongly believe that nobody knows exactly the ingredients um, that are required. Um, mm-hmm. I think, Frank, you know, when, when you threw out the number of possibilities yeah. of, of him beginning his craft in, um, in drama and stage and acting, um, he had said all of those things, including luck. Yeah. Um, and the pieces that we can control and, and the parts mm. that we have no control over. Uh, so y- I, I suppose our show this morning, you know, um, it kind of almost doesn't have a beginning, middle and end because of the fact that there are just so many possibilities. Mm. And I think that's some of yeah. the joy of yeah. of listening to the stories is that I hope that listeners um, can find the parts or find the places in those narratives mm. that they can identify mm. and that might, you know, make meaning to them or inspire them. Um, so, yeah. How yeah. much, Eleanor, do you think does uh, a person's background play in what they do from the point of view that that their tribe or their family may be embedded in something like acting or writing or medicine or so that they'd be brought up in a, in a, we call it a community as much as anything else, that would influence them in a certain direction. Is that a, is that a major consideration for people when they're looking at their, at their possibilities? 
Um, I, I think certainly like it is a consideration, like place and people speak to us. You know, it's inherent in, you know, our our beginnings in, yes. in the, the nurture and nature of ourselves. So, you know, it can be it can be binding. And for some people that that bind and that kind of lock in can be something that yeah. maybe they find difficult to escape or to do something yes. very different. And for others, that piece is, you know, very supportive um, where the community or the people or the environment or experiences like we spoke, you know, even in terms of the Clancy's um, yeah. with regard to, you know, music and the fostering of that. So. I certainly think that, you know, it is really important to consider that. And, and mm. again, if you think that place or community has no bearing, I think is to miss, you know, a huge yes. um, part of influence on where people go um, and where they end up. Yes, yes, that's very much. And also it, w it was interesting that he said ha hard work, mm. that, that you have to put in the effort, even if it is your calling. Mm -hmm. That the 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 it falls back on you actually putting in the work into it as well and following your dream to a certain extent. Yeah, and it's your background, I suppose, or your environment provides or doesn't provide the first opportunity you have to get out there and do something. I think, doesn't it? Yeah, and 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 I suppose. You know, we could spend a whole show talking about the impediments to that, yes. you know, um, whether it's poverty or, you know, lack of education, mm -hmm. whether it's all the influences, you know, in terms of technology. Mm. Um, and, you know, I know we decided this morning, you know, not necessarily to focus on that, but mm -hmm. to kind of focus on the pieces around the potential, you know, the, the achievement, the kind of esteem of people as they move through. But if if we're not to consider what those impediments mm. might be, mm -hmm. we again would be missing um, parts around place and opportunity mm -hmm. for people. Well, we have two very interesting inter interviews coming up 